Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Sarah and I have talked many times about our desire to age as gracefully as possible, and skincare is a huge piece of that. I spend a lot of time and money thinking about my skin, and I have added Ritual to my routine, which just gives me a lot of comfort. Ritual is here for us. They have created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted clinical studies, so we know it's working. They're taking the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual Hyacera is one of several Ritual products that I love. I take the daily multivitamin, I take a probiotic, and Hyacera is that once daily skincare supplement that is clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. I recently met a friend for the first time in person as opposed to online. And we were discussing the fact that I am 43 and she said, I cannot believe how young you look. And I thought, thank you, Ritual, for that. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash pantsuit. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash pantsuit for 25% off. We have religious liberty updates talk about criminalizing abortion, a battery charge, and a nuclear summit. It's Friday, and the hits just keep coming. This is Sarah from the left, and Beth from the right. You're listening to Pantsuit Politics. No shouting, no insults, plenty of nuance. Welcome to another episode of The Briefcase, everyone. Uh, We wanted to thank... You again for the great rates and reviews you've been giving us on iTunes. They help more people discover um, Pantsuit Politics. And we got back into the 150 of news and politics, which was really exciting. Um, we were sort of living the dream when iTunes was featuring us up at the very top of the category. We got to work our way back slowly since they took us off the iTunes um homepage. But thank you guys so much for the support. And we're still taking t-shirt orders, although a few of the sizes are are running pretty low. I think we only have like one medium in the gray. So if you want a Pantsuit Politics t-shirt, get on PantsuitPoliticsShow.com and order right away. 
So in terms of the feedback, we had a question. We got a lot of nice comments about the Religious Liberty episode. We did have a question. um, I think this was mostly directed at Sarah about Governor Deal in Georgia. Shortly after we recorded the episode, Governor Deal vetoed Georgia's pending legislation. And the question that we got is, do we think that that was a sincere veto? And sort of where do we go from here? Um, I don't care. That's my response. I, you know, I hope that everybody knows by listening to Pantsuit Politics the, um, long enough that I am not a, I, I do not, I do not require pure of heart intentions <laughs> or, you know, a hundred percent liberal voting record to give somebody a thumbs up. I don't really care why he did it. I'm just glad he did. I got a question from Joy about the legislation itself, and her her take was that. How much does would the, would this legislation have really accomplished? I think the answer is unclear, given that Georgia does not have any protection for LGBT individuals today. And this is something Jonathan Capehart noted in writing about this veto. I agree with you. I don't care. I'm glad it happened. The problem is that Georgia still hasn't specifically uh, provided protection from discrimination for LGBT individuals. So... Right. That's sort of what my husband said when we began talking about this. He was like, not to be mean, but can't you deny business based for, you know, for basically any reason, unless it's race or. And so, yeah, I think that was what they were going after in North Carolina is that a few cities had set up these protections. And listen, if there's one good thing to come out of this discussion, I hope it is the fact that many Americans, I don't think, realize that there are no there in many, many instances, there are no civil right protections for the LGBT community, which is wrong. It's wrong. And so if there's, you know, anything comes from this, I hope that it's an understanding that we do need these protections. You should not be able to deny someone um, or discriminate to uh, discriminate against someone based on their sexuality or gender identity. So that was an interesting thing about the Georgia legislation. It was almost um, preemptive in some ways, like let's get out first and say that you can discriminate, even though we don't have a law that you can't. It began as protection just for pastors, saying pastors don't have to perform religious ceremonies uh, for you know, weddings that they disagree with, which I think is true anyway. So it's it's just kind of, this is where I go back to. I think it's really just grandstanding and, and mm-hmm. playing to a base. Uh, but I but I agree with you. I hope that this highlights the need for affirmative protection, not just the absence of discriminatory legislation. I am really happy at the corporate pressure that was put on Governor Deal. Um, I think that that shows that there is a place for big business in a democracy that is productive and helpful and on the side of justice. So yeah, um, so a, a good result in Georgia, even though, you know, perhaps not good enough in the long run, there's still a lot of work to be done. And I think it shows sort of the lack of nuance in not to pick on Bernie, Bernie Sanders stance of this, like, corporations are evil. And that's the end of the story. It's not the end of the story. There is a role for them to play. It is more complicated than that. As much as I wish it wasn't, you know, I would have liked to stay in my hardcore college days when it was just easy to come down on corporations are evil but you know all corporations aren't evil and it's more complicated and there is a role for them to play in situations like this and I'm so glad they did 
Uh, we got a nice note from Jim, too, who lives in North Carolina and said, you know, I look at this law and think that I'd like to advertise some positions saying heterosexuals need not apply. I prefer gay and lesbian <laughs> workers. And you know what? Like, he makes a really good point. And I think so that's true. what we were trying to talk about with Ted Cruz, too. Like, if someone suddenly said we need to patrol Christian neighborhoods because there are radical factions blowing up abortion clinics, I, I think you'd have a problem with that. So you always have to, you know, first... It's like what you always say about the executive... Um actions and then you're supposed to say president ted cruz and then really think how you feel about that's right (laughs) the other aspect of our friday feedback that i really enjoyed is all the candy passion out there so i'm glad that we are not alone in strong feelings i don't know what to say to you right now they're not good the cadbury chocolate eggs the hard-coated candy ones my husband weighed in and now he has said that he likes those i'm really having to like rethink our relationship I don't know. I enjoy them very much because of the decorative aspect. Like right. I've made little cupcakes oh, yeah. that have a nest with those inside. It's those so are cute. true. That's true. That's a very good point. Because you don't want to like do a cupcake and then put jelly beans on it. Because that's just no. no, 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 no. They did a really funny. I was watching. I've been watching Broad Street. And they did a funny episode where they send somebody to Froyo, and he kind of does the like. Why are you putting gummy bears on Froyo? Like, no. Like, there's some just combinations. In fact, that should probably be a whole heels one day. Like, sort of, not just white chocolate, but dessert combinations that we need to have a discussion about. That's true. Well, I wish we could have that today, but unfortunately, there is a lot going on. We get to discuss so much more fun things. Even more unfortunately, it all involves... Most of it involves Ivanka's dad, at least tangentially. So, yesterday... Uh, Trump did a town hall with Chris Matthews. I caught some of it while I was trying to sort my baseball tickets for the season. (laughs) That was an undertaking, let me tell you. But uh, he... Chris Matthews asked the question whether, you know, what's what's the stance on abortion? Trump says, well, I'm pro-life. Obviously, I've always been pro-life, which we know is false. So... Chris Matthews pushed him and said, well, look, if if abortion were not legal, should women who get abortions be punished? As is his way. And, and Trump way. just keeps talking as is his strategy and and says, yeah, probably. No. Yeah, that's yeah. It's too gracious or generous for him. So he so he said, yeah, I think so. And then I think later someone told him what a bad idea that was. And he issued a statement saying, well, actually, I think doctors should be punished who perform abortion. And that makes it and that makes and then it Ted, yeah. okay. I know. And then Ted Cruz wades in and Hillary Clinton came out with a really strong statement about this. I just what is happening when we're talking about punishing women for getting abortions when abortions are legal? I, what is happening? There's actually a really good this? Internet video that went around a couple years ago where they did this to protesters. Like they came out to protesters outside abortion clinics and they're like, OK, great. So you're opposed to abortion. How long should a woman go to jail for having an abortion? Because really, if you want to criminalize this, if you want to end abortion, then criminalizing it is something you have to at least discuss. And they were all just like, oh, but I don't know. I don't I don't know about that. Like when you really have to, you know, sort of take this to its logical extension and think about if you are so opposed to any abortions being had, then how are you going to stop them? And what does that mean? And it's just but it, that's exact. That's the first thing I thought of is like every, you know, even the most hardcore pro-life people, this makes them just uncomfortable as it should, because it brings up this sort of what we were talking about last week, your bubble right bumps into my bubble. So, if, you know, if you feel like the rights of the fetus have a, 
a bubble when they bump up against a woman and you have to really think about the woman carrying the fetus, then it becomes a little more complicated. But I'm, a, I'm assigning, again, way too much thought to Donald Trump. Who I just think talks. I just think he talks and he talks and he talks. He doesn't understand what he's saying or the repercussions of it, which, oh, I don't know. That sounds like a great thing to have in a president. I think that's exactly right. I think that is not true about Ted Mm. Cruz. I think he Mm -hmm. knows exactly what he's saying at all times. I think he also knows exactly the views of the people he surrounds himself with. And it's important to note here that there's a senior advisor to the Cruz campaign. It might be the campaign or the super PAC. I'm going to have to look that up. But someone in his orbit has, has publicly said that doctors who perform abortions should be subject to capital punishment because they are murderers. No, that did not. That's not a thing that happened. So we'll find we'll try to find the citation for that link it up in the show notes. I think I saw it on Rachel Maddow. Again, I was a little bit distracted by my baseball tickets last night, but I was trying to keep up with all of this. So it's I, I again, just want to push back against this idea that we're going to gracefully lose with Cruz in the Republican Party. And that's somehow better than Donald Trump. It's not. It's not better. Yeah, I really don't. It's a. I mean, it's like Sophie's Choice, which is more offensive. Someone who doesn't know what they're doing and is a hot ball of mess or someone who is calculated and sort of disgusting. I really, I really don't. I, I don't know. I'll tell you what, I'd rather have the mess, especially because the mess is coming from the voters instead of quote, That's the true. party. If you think you're going to save the Republican party by putting out a, a calculated extremist, I I, I don't get face. it. I just, don't, I feel like the face. whole world has lost its mind. Face. That too. Let's never forget how gross Ted Cruz's face is. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Can I get something off my chest? Every day I feel a little pang of sadness. Because I think about Griffin going away to college. Y'all, he's a freshman in high school. This is not healthy or normal. This is why I have it on my list of things to talk to my therapist about. We all carry around these things, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us. Therapy is a safe space to get these things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. You gotta get it off your chest. And you can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Pantsuit today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Pantsuit. We are special breakfast people here at Pantsuit Politics, but not just when Beth and I are on the road. The truth is I want something warm from the oven every Saturday morning and Sunday morning. It's just the truth. It makes it feel special, makes it feel exciting. I don't want to work at it. So the first time I ever saw Wild Grain, which is bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries, I was obsessed. You guys, I've been a member for over a year. It's amazing. It's so easy. Every item bakes from frozen in 25 minutes or less, no thawing required. You can fully customize your Wild Grain box. You can choose any combination of breads, pastas, pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. And for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com slash pantsuit to start your subscription. Sometimes I make one single croissant just for me because I want to feel special and they're so good. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash pantsuit. 
That's wildgrain.com slash pantsuit. Or you can use promo code pantsuit at checkout. Looking for the perfect gift to celebrate the moms in your life? Aura frames are beautiful, Wi-Fi connected digital picture frames that allow you to share and display unlimited photos. It's super easy to upload and share photos via the Aura app. And if you're giving an Aura as a gift, you can even personalize the frame with preloaded photos and memories. You guys, I love my Aura frames. I have one in my office. I have one in my kitchen. I have given one as a housewarming gift. I have given one as Mother's Day, Father's Day. They are the most amazing gifts because this app is a game changer, in my personal opinion, in digital frames. It makes it so, so easy to get the pictures on there and even videos. It plays like you're in Harry Potter, you guys. It is the best. I love mine so much. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A Frames.com. Use code Pantsuit at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Back to the mess. Oh, because uh, you probably Lewandowski thought we, poor, was, poor people probably thought that we, that was like, that was the mess. Oh, there's so much more mess to be had. No, there's so much more mess. So Corey Lewandowski, part of the Trump team, the very small Trump team, has been charged with simple how, how battery. How small is his for, team? Do we know? Like, how many staffers does he have? I don't know, because he, he answers those questions by just talking, talking, talking. It's so hard to get a, a straight answer. But, I mean, I only see references to, I don't know, four or five people as, as you know, spokespeople and the people surrounding him. On the stage, it's always his family. Well, we had that. that I, I think it's a really we small had that, team. I posted that article, which was so funny. We had another listener who emailed us and was like, have you seen that? I'm like, oh, my God, I just posted this. I thought you were, like, responding to talk about it, about the person who was a staffer and then left and wrote this open letter of, like, look, I kind of was, he appealed to me for the same reasons, but, y'all, he is, this is an ego trip please stop um and I, it's sort of like oh so there actually are people who are working on the campaign on lower levels so i, I mean i don't know well lewandowski as you'll recall from a few episodes ago uh, had an altercation with michelle fields who is a former breitbart reporter she resigned from breitbart after this incident because her media outlet didn't really stand behind her charge that that he had grabbed her Trump is standing by Lewandowski. He's not doing the classic Washington thing of this person's on leave or has resigned. And I think that there's something okay-ish about that. What I think is not okay is that they're really ridiculing this Mm -hmm. woman and talking about how overblown this is. It's ridiculous. Anyone who saw the video knows that it wasn't so bad. And she just wants her 15 minutes of fame. I get that there are people watching this who are going to react and say, gosh, it's refreshing to see somebody who's loyal to his people. I also think, though, that if you have ever been in a situation where something wrong has happened to you and no one believed you, that you have to look at this and wonder, if we're not just, again, contributing to a culture Mm -hmm. of bullying. So uh, who knows how this will end up playing. I always think that Trump has made uh, like a a mistake. And it turns out that everyone besides me and the people who listen to our podcast apparently think it was a great move. No, there's more. There's more people. I, I think, though, that what always shocks me about him, like I said, I think it's this all goes to the same thing, which is, I think he started, and this, the article I talked about speaks to this, he started this whole thing as an ego trip. 
This was, let's see how far I can get. Let's prove that I'm serious. Nobody takes me seriously. Because I sell steaks on freaking Sharper Image, dude. That's why nobody takes you seriously. But whatever. So nobody takes me seriously. This People are going to take me seriously. This was never about what's best for the American people or, you know, it's just, it's, let's, let's how, see how long we can take this, how far we can take this. And so every time he opens his mouth, it's just an exercise in how far we can take this. There's no careful consideration. There's no intelligence. There's no sort of thoughtfulness or careful weighing. And I get that people are tired of politicians so carefully weighing what they say, but they have to. There is a reason they do this. And which I think goes to what's happening at his rallies, which we're going to talk about next. But I mean, when you don't carefully weigh what you're saying, when it's just constant feed the fire, feed the fire, say whatever you want, say what gets a rise, say what gets press, like it is a disaster and it's getting worse and worse and worse. Like, I don't care if you don't think she's hurt. What do you want her to do? Crack her head? Like, I watched the video. He grabbed her. And she had a bruise on her arm. What do you want? I mean, do you, should no one be able to press, press criminal charges unless they're bleeding and have to go to the emergency room? Is that the new Trump criminal law standard? Like, what is, what are you talking about? My husband last night said that he's just so frustrated in every Trump interview because they let him just filibuster his way through. And then it's almost like he wears them out, you know, since they're not getting answers. They try to follow up, right? And and I feel like a lot of reporters have become super defensive about this. I'm trying to follow up. I'm trying. I'm trying. I asked the question 20 times. Well, was it Anderson Cooper that said something like, with all due respect, that's the response of a five-year-old? I saw that headline. I think that was in the um, He Started It exchange where Trump was trying to blame Ted Cruz for... Uh, attacking his wife first. Yeah, it's just hard. It's like, I I feel their pain. But at some point, they have to stop giving him the benefit of the doubt. At some point, they have to say, I mean, they have to do Trump with Trump. And they have to say, that's an idiotic response. It makes no sense. And the consequences of that are dire. And you are not acknowledging it. Or just cut it off. Stop giving him the the airtime. Right. But the farther he gets in this process, the less room they have to do that. They had a chance to do that. And they didn't. The people really doing that are these editorial boards publishing transcripts of long conversations with him. The trouble is, it's hard to read. Oh, my God, those Washington, that Washington Post one. But I think that was sort of good of them, because I think that then that took away any opportunity for him to say they're editing him, they're not being fair. When they just put it all out there, he can't say they're not being fair. No, I think it's outstanding, and I think that that's exactly what needs to be happening. What I mean by hard to read is, like the average person doesn't have time oh, yeah, to no. sit down and read all of those. And when you start reading, it's so painful. It's word salad. Yeah, you can't read it. You you actually can't read it. It's There's not words. They're missing words in his answers. There's not all the words to make sense of it. No, and, and, and you see, I think on the page, it's so obvious that he dodges. You know, the, the most poignant example of that to me was when he was asked about going nuclear. And he said, what a great looking room of people. Can we just go around so I know who I'm talking to? And then it just never kind of cycles back around. So you're you're right. He just talks. He does not know what he's talking about. He does not. And I don't care. I don't think that there's really any Trump, the most loyal Trump supporter, would argue that this is a man. And for some, and I sort of half blame George Bush for kind of encouraging people to embrace this instinct. The idea that, like, well, I don't want him to be this over-intellectual, 
person, like sort of making fun of Al Gore because he always knew what the hell he was talking about. Like, for some reason, that appeals to people. It should not appeal to you. It should not appeal to you. The president should always be the smartest person in the room by like a lot, no matter what room they're in. That's how I feel. I'm not sure Donald Trump is ever the smartest person in the room. Well, I mean, look, Donald Trump is smart in his way. And I think what people have decided is they don't care about any other way. I'm not sure he's smart in his way, Beth. Well, I, I have to give... I mean, he has been very successful in his way, right? And it's a way that a lot of people wish they could be successful. And I think that what he has done that is a a contrast to the kind of smart that people are rejecting is that he never makes people feel disrespected. He's not condescending. Now, I find him condescending, but I think people look at him and say, well, he talks like me, you know, and he values me and he's not telling me that I'm stupid for believing what I believe. And there's this, you know, I think that's what was going on with George Bush, too. George Bush was a very educated man and I think much more intelligent than people gave him credit for and more intelligent than he came across a lot of times. Mm-hmm. But that he expressed himself in a relatable way. And that he did not come across in a way that made people feel inferior was um, magnetic for a lot of people. And I think that those same people find the President Obama style extremely sanctimonious and off-putting. And I don't know that there's a right and wrong. I think all of that just is. But I do think the people who like the more George Bush style of communication need to seriously examine the fact that that you have to go beyond style and make sure that you're dealing with a person who has like the baseline level of knowledge necessary to be in the Oval Office. Well, because I do think that you can do both when you're really, really smart and really Well, that's good. Bill Clinton. Exactly Bill Clinton what I was going to say. You read my mind. Like Bill Clinton is the best of both worlds. And Hillary struggles because she doesn't have the, I mean, she can do it one-on-one, but obviously, you know, she doesn't have the the charisma that he does, that he can do that. He can be the smartest person in the room by like a whole, whole lot, but never make people feel like they're being spoken down to. Um, And I don't think, I think Barack Obama is just, the, the reason he comes off like that is he's so careful. And Bill Clinton could use a little bit more carefulness from time to time. God love him. Um... But, you know, he Barack Obama is like, you know, he's so he pauses and he's like so careful about everything he says. And he's very, you know, thinking through. And but I don't understand why people think that's a bad thing. Like this the idea that we just want this off the cuff blabbermouth. I just that's what I feel like Donald Trump is. He is a blabbermouth. He's a blabbermouth. And the people around him are taking that to an extreme. Once again, we've had someone. Um, assaulted, essentially, at a Trump event. This time, a 15-year-old girl in Janesville, Wisconsin. And it, don't you, when you say Janesville, Wisconsin, doesn't that conjure up something that does not involve police and pepper spray? And um, No, yes, yes. That sounds like a Tiny Bird Tales novel, if anybody ever read those. Sarah and I have talked many times about our desire to age as gracefully as possible, and skincare is a huge piece of that. I spend a lot of time and money thinking about my skin, and I have added Ritual to my routine, which just gives me a lot of comfort. Ritual is here for us. They have created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted clinical studies, so we know it's working. They're taking the guesswork out of skincare. 
Ritual Hyacera is one of several ritual products that I love. I take the daily multivitamin, I take a probiotic, and Hyacera is that once daily skincare supplement that is clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. I recently met a friend for the first time in person as opposed to online. And we were discussing the fact that I am 43 and she said, I cannot believe how young you look. And I thought, thank you, Ritual, for that. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash pantsuit. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash pantsuit for 25% off. There's not much worse than a dry energy scalp. Also, when you get your hair colored and then it does not last as long as you and your stylist discussed, it could be that unfiltered, mineral-filled water is the culprit. Hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin, and about 85% of the United States uses hard water, filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered shower head comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered shower head. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered shower head is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code PANTSUIT at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Do you want a bra that's sexy or a bra that's comfortable? Thanks to Third Love, you can have both. Third Love was started to take all the frustration, ick, and ugh out of bra shopping. That's why they make solutions for every bra problem, aka problems. Their bras make it easy to bring back perkiness you haven't seen since high school, get smoothing you know where, and have straps that actually stay put. Designed at their headquarters in San Francisco and made from premium materials, they put every style through hours of wear testing on real women, including themselves, before it's given the stamp of boob approval. Comfort and support are guaranteed. Plus, whether you're a double A cup or an H cup, their virtual fitting room will help you find your perfect fit fast. And they've even invented half cups. No more feeling stuck between two cup sizes that don't fit right. It's time to get your problems solved. Visit thirdlove.com and get 15% off your order with code PODCAST15. But there's there's video. It looks like maybe this young woman threw the first punch, although police say that she reported that she was groped in the crowd. So it's it's hard to know exactly what happened. But but a 15 year old was pepper sprayed and then people screamed racial and misogynistic slurs at her. So I think that we can say where the fault lies in this situation. Yeah. I mean, like there's video of people using in lover. What year is it? What year is it that that term comes out of somebody's mouth? You know, when Trump was in Dayton, which is, you know, just about an hour and a half from where I live, Chad and I talked about, should we just go up there and watch and just be observers and try to understand what's happening? But we, I would never take our children to a Trump event. Oh, no, 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 no. And you have to think about that, right? That's another thing that I think you have to put on your list. Do you want a president 
who inspires so much chaos that that you feel uncomfortable exposing your children to the civic process? I don't know. I think that's Well, and it's just concerning. a matter of t- not only that, not only when I not take my children. Okay, let's say what happened that was currently happening happens while I'm there and I see someone assaulted and can't do anything or feel like my own safety would be endangered if I did. I'm going to feel terrible about that. That's going to be traumatic. Or I think it's just a matter of time until there is a event-wide problem in which there is not enough crowd control or the police cannot um, keep everybody calm and there's some sort of stampede. Someone is going to get seriously injured if not killed at a Trump event. It is only a matter of time. And in that regard, hats off to the the police who are working these events right now, the Secret Service. I mean, I, I'm surprised that it hasn't escalated more than it yeah, has Yeah, the one so where far. they, sh- in Chicago, where they shut it down, they were doing a heck of a job at that event, obviously, because it's crazy that it wasn't, that somebody didn't get seriously, seriously hurt if that crowd was that split down the middle of supporters and protesters. Just as an illustration of how there is a great big world beyond Donald Trump that we need to care about a lot. Mm -hmm. Today in Washington, 50 world leaders are meeting to discuss the containment of nuclear power. This is particularly important right now because there's evidence that ISIS fighters who were involved in the Paris and Brussels attacks had engaged in surveillance of a Belgian power plant and murdered and took the identity card of a worker at that nuclear facility. So this is a big deal. And President Obama is hosting this event. He's also having a separate meeting with leaders of Japan and South Korea and he's meeting individually with the president of China during this event. Also very important to note, Vladimir Putin is boycotting this event and the Iranian leadership was not invited. I mean, the Putin part really terrifies me because if I feel like if there's any part of the world where their nuclear plants sort of ripe for the picking, it's probably in Russia. The complexity and the... Um, significance of this, I think, cannot be overstated. If you have, you know, when ISIS first began kind of surfacing in the mainstream consciousness, I'll say, I read a lot about how ISIS was really about land and territory and establishing a caliphate in the Middle East. So when Paris happened, it sort of threw me into a tailspin because that was inconsistent with what I thought was the ISIS objective. Mm-hmm. And now we have Brussels and, and evidence that ISIS is interested in acquiring nuclear capabilities. That's a different ballgame. Well, I did read that, it, or didn't read, heard on NPR the other day that they were talking about one of the um, sort of leaders basically sent out a like, it's your job to attack at any level if you have a rock bash their head in with a rock if you have a car running into a crowd it was sort of like an open call so I think that's sort of part of the overall strategy and where you're getting things like Brussels and Paris but I also you know I've read a couple times over the last few weeks that we've had successes I know that they took out one of the like sort of the second in command the next you know guy that was supposed to be taking over in an um, attack maybe like this week or last week so there is positive news coming on the the war against ISIS. It's just, you know, it gets lost among all this other much such scarier stuff. I wonder if there has been an ideological shift within ISIS or if we have not had complete I'm sure we have not had complete understandings throughout, but you know, 
well, there was a really excellent article that we discussed when we first talked about ISIS um, explaining that it really was about an extreme religious interpretation, that there that there was a religious motive. It was an extreme one, and it was not at all reflective of most of the Muslim world. But, but nonetheless, it was at the core of this. Mm-hmm. It looks today to me like the ISIS recruiting has just become about people who like to commit crime. You know, it's, it, it, I, especially when you look at what's happening in Western Europe and where people are being recruited. I mean, a lot of these people have some petty crime backgrounds and I, I don't know. I'm just not sure that there, that there is as much of a religious pull as maybe we once thought. Well, I don't necessarily think that it's just that they want to commit crime. I think that it's they've committed crime because they live in places with very disaffected populations. You know, you're talking about, you know, really concentrated neighborhoods, especially in Europe, of very poor immigrant populations that feel um, disaffected, that employment rates are like four to five times the national average. And, you know, the one small comfort, although I don't, you know, I don't see it as a comfort because I'm not a person that's like, well, we're okay here. And that's all that matters is we don't really have the same sort of situation in America. But, you know, I think that that's what happens is you have populations sort of um, predisposed to a religious message of we will give your life purpose, you will feel in control of your life again, you will, you will be serving a broader mission you will be accomplishing a bigger goal that's bigger than you you know it's sort of I think a lot about what David Simon says when he talks about inner cities and the drug trade he says it's basically like that's the only economy that's the only offer so telling someone not to sell drugs is like telling them not to work at the factory in the factory town you know and it sounds like to me in Europe and many of these neighborhoods um sort of radical Islam is is the only option. It's the only sort of way in which to have something to do with your life. As scary, you know, as crazy as that sounds to us, if you if you don't have any other options, a truly truly bad one is more appealing. There are so many things to unpack there, and I I I don't disagree with anything that you just said. And I would add to it that in addition to there's been discussion about NATO and what is NATO's role in the world today. And I heard John Kasich say yesterday that NATO needs to become an intelligence sharing organization in addition to some of its other purposes. I, I completely agree with that. I also think that has to be So I'm not going to lie. My first thought was they don't do that already. I know. <laughs> I know. But, you know, in addition to that, I think there has to be some strategy of of offering a positive alternative purpose, mm-hmm. you know, humanitarian efforts, global humanitarian work. I mean, there is plenty to do to appeal to people who have been disaffected in a positive way. And we got to get to work on that, even as we're looking at military and diplomatic strategies. Another thing that came to mind for me and also, wait, before you before you move on, I do want to say really quickly that this is why Donald Trump and Ted Cruz, let's patrol Muslim nations and all this stuff is like, this is the best weapon we have in this fight is that America is different from Europe and we are an immigrant nation. And it's not about we have this strong national identity based on, you know, hundreds of years of our particular ethnicity as Belgians or particularly like the French and all these things like 
that's our best weapon against this is that we do have more room for more people at the table. And just when you talk about pushing people off and segregating them and treating them as other, like, and I don't mean weapon as like use Muslims for surveillance. I mean, like our identity as Americans is our best weapon against this kind of radicalization. Well said. I I agree. Well, we'll wrap it up for today and look forward to continuing to hear from you on Facebook and Twitter. And until our next episode, keep it nuanced, y'all.